0: Christ Jesus, my dear fellow children of our gracious God. I've got a question for you to begin this morning that might be a little bit personal, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Would you consider yourself to be a person who is rather confident, or perhaps a person who is rather shy and timid? And maybe you're going to say, well, it, it all depends upon the situation. Maybe you're really confident and comfortable with and enjoy your job. But if someone were to ask you to share the gospel with someone else, you might not be so comfortable. Maybe you're a person who loves talking in a small group of people, or one-on-one with people. But if I were to walk out there this morning, yake you by the arm, and put you up here and ask you to talk in front of this group this morning, maybe your knees would be knocking. How comfortable and confident are you going to God when it deals with sin and, temptation. and again, I'm, I'm guessing that your answer might be conditional. Maybe through experience of your Christian life, you've gotten to recognize certain temptations of the devil. Maybe you've gotten to try to figure out in your own life how the devil tries to get you but then there's that one temptation that we all struggle with personally. That pet sin that we know the devil tries to dangle in front of us, and for whatever reason, we just struggle resisting it and saying no to that temptation. You heard the words from the writer of the Hebrews earlier this morning. And the writer of the Hebrews tells us that no matter what that spiritual struggle may be with sin and temptation, every one of us can be bold and confident as we come boldly to the throne of grace. We come boldly to the throne of grace knowing that Jesus truly can identify with us in our temptation. But not just that he can identify with us, that he can truly help us in our time of need. I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed. No one understands. I'm guessing that any number of those might be your reaction as you have failed in that battle with sin and temptation. Your spouse knows, your children know, maybe your coworkers know, maybe even you feel really ashamed because your fellow Christians know. But before we go too far down that road and totally throw our hands up in despair, let's be reminded again what the writer to the Hebrews says to us. We have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are. I'm certain that there are any number of times in our spiritual lives when each one of us feels like the prophet Elijah. Lord, I am the only one left. There was no one left beside me. Spiritually, we feel alone in our own spiritual desert. But again, before we go too far down that road, remember what we read earlier this morning in our gospel lesson. Think of the very first temptation that the devil threw at Jesus. And remember before we talk about it, the situation that Jesus had been in. He had gone 40 days and 40 nights without anything to eat or drink. Every time I read those words, I just go, how on earth could he? I don't know about you, but if I go more than about five, six hours without something to eat, my stomach and my body let me know. If I go much longer, I start feeling rather weak, and my body says, you better take care of me. 40 days and 40 nights with nothing to eat or drink. And the devil thinks that he has crafted the perfect temptation. Jesus, I know how hungry you are. And I know the power that you have. Take this rock here and make it into a loaf of bread. The devil thinks that he has found The perfect temptation. But Jesus says, not so quickly, Satan. And Jesus teaches us how to fight every one of those temptations. As for the first time, he uses the word of God to fight back the temptations of the devil. The devil's not done yet. He thinks, okay, I'm going to try again. He takes Jesus up on a high mountain overlooking the city of Jerusalem. And did you notice as we read those words earlier, how the devil tries to use the very same trick that he used in the first temptation in the Garden of Eden? Just like the devil tried to promise to Adam and Eve something that he really couldn't promise to them, He says to Jesus, you see everything out there? That's all mine, and I'll give it to you. Not only does Jesus recognize the lie of the devil, he again fights back the temptation. He says, Satan, that's not yours, that's mine. Get away from me. With just those first two temptations of the devil... we we see how the devil tries to find whatever it is that might seem appealing to us. Dangles it in front of us, twists the truth just a little bit, and tries to get us to turn away. But it's not just those three temptations that Jesus faced out in the devil with the wilderness that help us to know that we have one Who has been tempted in every way just as we are? But was without sin Maybe the temptation that you really struggle with is that one when you know you should stand up for your Savior Stand up for the truth of the word of God and you wilt like a dried up plant because the last thing you want anybody to do is to make fun of you. There again, our Savior says to us, I truly understand. I was tempted in the exact same way. Think of those numerous times throughout his earthly ministry when people mocked and ridiculed and made fun of the Son of God with no regard for who he was or what his work was. The amazing part about it, we're reminded again and again is that he not only was tempted just like we are, but was without sin. If if we really want to understand just how much our Savior has been in every spot, just like we are, go to the very last week of his life before he died, to pay for our sins. Go to the very last hours of his life before he ultimately, willingly gave up his life to pay for our sins. We're going to hear those words again in a few weeks. But I want to take you to Good Friday afternoon. Jesus is hanging there enduring the unimaginable pain of crucifixion. We hear him speak a number of times. And think about what he says right near the end. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Anytime you want to have your personal little Elijah pity party, and say, nobody understands, I'm the only soldier left fighting for God and for his truth. Our Savior says, I understand. Because I truly was the only one left. And I was left alone without even my father to pay for your sins. Brothers and sisters, we're going to walk out of here this morning and go back and be engaged in that battle again. And any time you're going, nobody understands, or you, you fall and you say, I'm ashamed and embarrassed. Think back to the encouragement of the writer of the Hebrews our Savior truly was in every one of those spots. Tempted just like we are, and what a blessing that he never gave in, that he was without sin. But it's not just when we fight those sin and temptation; When we truly are in the midst of that spiritual battle and we feel like we've got no fight left, the writer to the Hebrews also reminds us, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Why can the writer to the Hebrews say that so confidently? That when we have failed and given into that temptation, we can come to the throne of grace and find grace to help us in our time of need. We had a reminder a couple minutes ago. We had the opportunity to do what we've done so often here in God's house, whether it's in this location or someplace else. We had the opportunity to take every one of those failures, throw them at the foot of the cross, and I had the privilege to say to you, God has forgiven every single one of those sins. There was no voice from heaven that said, I'm sorry, that one crossed the ultimate line. There was no asterisk that said, I'm sorry, you've done that sin 499 times before. I'm not going to forgive it anymore. We heard that amazing pardon. God, our Heavenly Father, has forgiven every single one of your sins. But maybe the place that you come here this morning seeking grace is not that you know you failed and you truly want God's grace. Maybe the place you're at this morning is that you're feeling at a really weak or low point in your spiritual life you wonder how many more times you can say no to that temptation. You're feeling like the devil is getting the best of me, and I don't know if I can fight anymore. The writer to the Hebrews reassures you and I once again. We've got help let us that approach the throne of mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need we mentioned it earlier but it bears repeating remember what our savior did when he was all alone with the devil out in the wilderness he had the power of the word of god right there at his fingertips and he was able to fight back and say Satan this is what the word of God said this is the tool that's going to put you down you've been reminded of it before but it's a good reminder again that is the reason that we take those favorite significant and powerful portions of scripture And have them engraved on our hearts and our minds. Not that we need to know every last passage of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, but having those powerful words of Scripture that when the devil comes at us, we can do like Jesus did and say, Get behind me, Satan, this is what God says, you are defeated. maybe you've noticed that there is a phrase from the sport of boxing that has made its way into our everyday lingo that phrase is throwing in the towel if you understand its significance in the sport of boxing it refers to when the trainer is in his corner he sees his fighter out there in the middle of the ring and he senses and realizes that his fighter is fatigued and has reached his end. And before he faces great harm, the trainer takes that wadded up towel, throws it in the middle of the ring and says, let my fighter alone. I'm sure every one of us has been at that point in the spiritual battle. Maybe it's been again and again and again. Maybe it's been that that weak point in our spiritual armor has been exposed and we feel like spiritually throwing in the towel and not fighting anymore. Two things. What a blessing that our Savior never threw in the towel, even in those most crucial moments on Good Friday afternoon when he was forsaken by his heavenly Father. And when we feel like spiritually throwing in the towel, Let us hearken back to the words of the writer of the Hebrews this morning. Let us approach the throne of mercy and know that we truly will find every single time grace to help us in our time of need. Amen.